You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. Let's talk about infrared. I'm ready to get to infrared. Um, I think maybe the best part about what would Meek do is how seamlessly it flows into infrared. I think for the most part, the sequencing on this album is is good. I think it's pretty good. Um, yeah, infrared. Talk about a subtle beat. Dog. There's a lot more going on here than you think. This beat is so fascinating. This is just Kanye. Um, super subtle beat. It's a hard beat. Beat is crazy. It's a really good tempo for Pusha. Yep. And so he decides to tee off on a Mr. Aubrey Graham. Yep. Let- <sighs> I have so I have thoughts. Do you have thoughts? Yeah, before we get into the content, I just I just want to reiterate. You want to talk about this beat? How crazy this beat is. You heard the sample, right? No. Go to my it's, Twitter. Isn't it I the same the, sample? I posted the video. Oh, okay. It's, it's YouTube of the sample. Isn't it this? Okay, so it's not the same sample as... Um, uh, oh, who used that? Prodigy used it on Bars of Love. No, 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 no. It's not that? Okay, that's what I thought it was. All right, I'm about to listen to it now. Yeah. No, you said you, you posted it. So let me go to your Twitter. Okay. Oh, you did the cryptic... I just posted it. Yeah, I'm just going to post it and not say anything. (laughs) This definitely sounds like when your PS1 would boot up. Your PS2. Well, you might have to give that a bit. There's some... I was listening to this. I was like, there's more here. Of course. Hear it? You'll get to the infrared part, but that's the that's the snare right there. Yeah. You can do a lot with that. Yeah, you want to delete that tweet? <laughs> if you want to jump to 305, you'll hear the exact. Thing. 305? Okay, that's cool. exactly where the... Oh, yeah. uh, M-I-A-O. <laughs> 305. <laughs> got it you're like doc delete that doc download that <laughs> pretty much Love you, baby. literally taking that one part Th- and just that's it. it and then just but there's filtering and they're emphasizing the bass and they're doing mm-hmm. some stuff they did some stuff they did some stuff yeah that beat is crazy it's a, it's a dope beat. Yeah. And it's it it's I believe it I believe it does a really good job of setting the stage of what Push is talking about on this record. I don't think this is a particularly good diss record. It's not. Okay. Thank here's you. why. As a diss record connoisseur, mm-hmm. here's why this is not a good diss record. Mm-hmm. First of all, if you want to go back to what uh the clips beef with Wayne was it started over Wayne wearing Bape. Uh-huh. And the clips feeling away about that. And then from that produced Mr. Me Too and a lot of shots on those we got it for cheap mixtapes. So for this to have dragged on, no pun intended, flame on. Uh for, the, <laughs> for this to have like have for this to have been have existed for as long as it has. And especially with your your Exodus 23-1, you've been sending shots at Drake for years. 
you finally get this space where you're like, I'm ready to respond. Not to mention two birds and one stone, but we're going to talk about Drake in a minute. Going the, I mean, even the, oh my God, on Ellen, when Jay uh, shouted out, when Jay shot Lil Wayne on A Star Is Born, and then Pusha says, um, tell Jay, tell Hova don't, uh, don't give the crown so soon unless you got a crown for every writer in the room. Hard. Like, uh, seance for those ghost written tunes. Hard bar. So I'm expecting Pusha to really come with it. For you, for Drake to address you the way that he did, and for your response to be like, oh, you don't really write all your records, for you to immediately go the Quentin Miller route, it's like, when something already, it's like if I expose something about you, Doc, and then like two years later, somebody else says the exact same thing. It's not as good because somebody else already said it. So for this to have have existed for as long as it had, I would have expected Pusha to just jump out the window and just gone full, full fledged, full speed, like go in the way that Drake went in. Well, um, and he didn't do that. Now, my, my last point, and then I'll yeah. let you talk. Like, I, I, I wish that maybe I'm hoping that maybe this was just a jab and that he has something else that he's that he's holding on to that he's going to put out later on to respond to W. Because if this is your right hook, then my feelings are hurt. I think I actually think this might be the right hook. And the reason why I think that is from Pusha T's perspective, like I don't, I don't think it's a case where he doesn't take Drake seriously, but it's like, he has this, like, like, first of all, I mean, it's clear, like Drake is just under, like these two are under each other's skin clearly. Right. Mm -hmm. But like the idea that somebody who claims to be like a serious rapper would have help writing a verse. Like this is at least the image that he's portraying. We're going to talk about like why that might be kind of nonsense, but like the fact that like you had someone else help you write, like he, he, he sound like when he talks about this uh, on these songs, it's almost like he's beside himself. Like he can't understand why everybody else doesn't just go crazy over this. You know what I mean? Like, why mm-hmm. is this not immediately disqualified? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So I don't think he even, it's almost like he's like, well, why would like, I said, I said the truth. I said these facts. So he's disqualified. So like, why are we even talking about it? Like, I don't think he knows that he has to go. Like, it's almost like he can't believe that he has to go for the kill. So maybe yeah. he is underestimating Drake in a sense. Right. But like, I don't know. Like you can't, you can't look at what Drake did with Meek and underestimate him. He must've, cause this is the, it's like really, we're talking about Quentin Miller again. It's like really yeah. poor Quentin Miller getting dragged into this. Right. Like, leave him alone. He hasn't said anything. I've heard he has a, a, a NDA anyway, so he can't say anything. He's um, credited. He's credited. He's credited. So, okay, he's credited. Right, right, right. We talked about that years ago. Like, what's the difference between a ghostwriter and someone who helps write a song? Also, Kanye West is your producer. Yeah. Also, I'm, like, really sure that you used to help write some of Pharrell's raps. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Either that, or you were really cool with Pharrell completely jacking some of your style. Hmm. 
You think you think Pharrell could always write like that? No, 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 no. I mean, I didn't even think about Pharrell. So like, this you were clearly cool with some people getting help. Also, or, like, it's kind of an open secret that like, look, even Nas got help at at times. Okay. I think maybe it's one of those things where like, um, because Drake aspires to be the greatest and rapping is something that Pharrell does. And I think that Kanye, I think Kanye coming into it, Kanye wanted to be one of the greats, but we just gave him lots and lots of passes. Okay, cool. He, he, he name drops Will Smith on this song, right? Yes. Okay. You know who has had help writing? Speaking of Will Smith, uh-huh. <laughs> Will Smith is the greatest rapper of all time. And there are a lot of people who, to this day, are going to swear up and down that he had help writing Summertime. Yeah. I mean, Rakim has denied that that wasn't him. And Nas has denied that he didn't write Getting Jiggy with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know how you can hear Summertime and not think Rakim. Right. Um I mean, just like, you know, was it Dream Hampton or who was the writer who talked about how, no, actually, like, Jay Alec helped a little bit more on Untitled than people might have thought? Oh, Jay Alec 100% wrote that intro. So, like, you know, also, like, Jay-Z, like, look, listen, uh, either he completely, like, Shang Tsung'd, like, Ja Rule's flow or Ja Rule helped write part of <laughs> Can I Get a that's right. I remember we first said that on the show and like, we got killed for that. That was that was a fun time. I mean, yeah. so, I mean like you you even got to look at, let's look at some of the newer artists today. Okay. Let's look at J. Cole. Okay. Do you think that somebody like Bass is just sitting around just enjoying his time putting out his own music? If you don't think Bass is writing some of those J. Cole verses, I've got some property I'd love to sell you. He just wants to help his people. But so by that extension was, uh, well, so like if you look at Jay, I mean, I don't think be, I don't think Memphis Bleak was writing for him. <laughs> uh, I'm curious to know what kind of writing was state property doing during that time. Somebody call young Chris. <laughs> somebody call young Chris. Somebody call Petey Craig. Mm. Which is to say, listen. even even uh, like um, Sparks. There was there was some stuff there with Owen Sparks. Because part of this is like when you're all working together, exactly, you're going to come up with ideas together. Yeah. Now, now that's one thing. That's one thing. Like, um, we could take a record that you and I did when when we worked on Revelations Revolution. Yep. I wrote I wrote most of that when you were here. Yep. And we were going over. Okay, where should I end the record at? This is what the verse sounds like now. How should I say this? Like you helped me like format that song. Yeah. And you, know you helped format the beat. And I helped format the beat. You were like, okay, well we could do that. Like it's a collab. Sometimes it's a collaboration. So like, or in, and, and collaboration can take a lot of forms, right? Like it's very clear that like, yeah, Quentin Miller sketched out some skeletons for like some, like here's some lines and here's some stuff. Here's some flows. And Drake took that and did whatever with it. Right, which is probably not that dissimilar from what Party Next Door has done for him. Right? But like Quentin Miller got paid and Quentin Miller got writing credits for all this stuff. We just never looked at the credits for Drake. Like Drake has had help writing on a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, hip hop still has this sort of hang up, but like Pusha is really inconsistent as to how he applies his standards. Right. Like there is something about Drake that just like bothers him. Absolutely. Okay. That, but like the rest of the stuff, I was like, "Mm." you know, I, I think the beat really helps this song. Um, I think like, I don't know. It's a very like his beef with Drake is this really like to me almost like old way of thinking about like hip hop where it's like, well, you're not authentic. And it's like, (laughs) what are you talking about? He's Drake. We all know who Drake is, right? It's not like Drake. What if it's not like Drake emerged out of Toronto and we didn't know that he was a child actor. We didn't know any of the stuff like we know who Drake is. It's okay. You know, we know that Drake has songs where he tries to be too hard and we all kind of make fun of him for that. But like, we know who Drake is. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. Aside from, I mean, the other thing I think it was like, I don't know, jealousy. Jealousy. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's Jewels. Well, um, I, I always think of uh, the Ghostface record, Jealousy. Oh, jealousy. <laughs> that sample is so annoying, but it's dope. Um, oh, that album has good samples. It does. It really does. Oh, it really, really does. I mean, talk about a misogynistic song, but Strawberry is dope. Strawberry. I mean, there's a skit in the middle of that, <laughs> in the middle of the song. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, just Jesus. Um, I know. Um, I... <sighs> I think it's weird with Drake because Drake has been like a punching bag. Mm. He's an easy target. Sure. He's an E, but he's an easy target in theory. Drake is more dangerous than people give him credit for. I, I would venture to say that there's not an artist that he has not responded to in some form or fashion. The worst type of response is where you are the only person that knows that what you're talking about. Well, I feel like that was Joe, but I feel like that's Joe Budden's response because it's like, I could really like, I could blow this out and I could really make this a thing. Or I could just subtly talk to you in these few little lines. It's from the Jay-Z school of disc records. I was just going to say, and yet one of the most retroactively like, Oh my goodness. Like lines from a distance, the, you know what, you know who, let's keep that exactly. between me and you. Like exactly. when we all discovered that and then we all went back and listened to, is that your chick? Exactly. You're like, oh, oh my God, speaking of misogyny. Is that your chick? Yeah. Um. Anyway, Um. it's a good song. The beat the- really helps it. Uh, the lyrics are all fine, but like, I just, I don't really care about Pusha T wanting to district like in the terms of like, it's like, there's nothing in here that made me go, Oh, and if you're doing a disc record that doesn't do that, like, what are you doing? Isn't that the, I mean, that for me, like, is that, do you feel the same way? Like, isn't that kind of the point of the disc record? Yeah. Cause otherwise it's just like, okay, you know, you're going to talk about baby. You're going to talk about Wayne. You're going to talk about, Quentin Miller, you're going to talk about, you know, you sold dope and they didn't like, we've heard it. I get it. What else you got? 
yeah. you know? Also, Rick Ross is on your album. Like, your obsession with authenticity. I'm just... <laughs> Could someone help me out there? Isn't that like a serious, like... He's Rick Ross. He is a character. Yeah. And he survived that. I don't know. <sighs> and if it sounds like I'm being hard on Pusha T, it's because Pusha T... When he's, I'll say, when he's at his best, he's one of the more technically gifted rappers that I have ever cared to listen to. And, yeah, yeah. and he is unafraid of almost any beat. Although he turned down, you know, N Word in Paris, which is amazing. Ball, yeah, you called it, you're the only person who called it ball so hard. I was trying, you know, trying to get away from ball. But no, um, yeah, he, he, you know, he turned that down. But like, he has a history of rhyming over unorthodox production and he's unafraid of that. Mm hmm. But, you know, so if it sounds like I'm being hard on push, it's because I expect more. Mm -hmm. He can do better than this. Mm -hmm. I just think he thinks Drake is so like, you know, some people are just like, no, no. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I think one thing that we didn't talk about overall with this Pusha album is just how much of a pocket he's in. Well, so, yeah, let's wrap up the album and then we should move on to Drake's diss. Yep. Okay, so so what do you mean he's in the the pocket he's in? Like this is like I think to me this is like peak Pusha T rapping. Oh no. I think what I mean by that is these beats serve his style well. It's short and concise. So you're not really tired of the coke raps by the seventh song. That's very tr very um, true. Um and I think the mixing is really, really well done. And I think those three things all work together to make the album uh, sound as good as it does. I think he has lost a step. Mm. Do I need to go back and listen to My Name Is My Name? No, go further. Okay, because you were listening to We Got It For Cheap. Yeah, you texted me earlier this week and you were listening to We Got It For Cheap. He's not. He's lost a small step. A small mm. step. Hmm. There are points, some of these songs, where he almost like dips into the old flow. And I was like, oh, and then he kind of leaves it. And I'm like, I get it. Like, part of it is different tempos and everything else. But like, no, like some of those old, like young, obnoxious hands. Like when he oh, like, oh, some of those old, some of those mid 2000s pusher records, like he's just he's skating. So although it's funny to go back and listen to those old uh, re-up gang records because some of those beats you're like oh no yes oh no yes but it's okay yeah. those a lot of those records on those mixtapes did not age well because of the beat selection that's true but you they're all in like uh, at least there's this like compilation of it that is in pristine no dj cd quality and you can get it legally on your streaming service of choice which is fantastic all four of them no and there's like a there was oh, one you said a like, compilation. There was like one they packaged. Like, I'll look it up right now. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking. Um, it's on Apple Music? Yeah. Re-Up Gang. Let's see what we got. Uh, there's Re-Up Gang and then Re-Up Gang, the saga continues. What is Clips Presents the Re-Up Gang? That's the album. That's the album. Then there's the saga continues, which is what you want. Saga continues. Okay, so Re-Up Gang. Re-Up Gang. So that has Ultimate Flow, is. Roll with the Winners. Uh, Zen, yeah, re-up intro. Okay. All right, add it to my... Man, Ad yeah. Live is just different. Ugh. That re-up intro is so ridiculous. Oh is that God. over the ludicrous beat? Yes. 
Okay, yep. Yeah, yeah. So Push, like, actually, everybody except Sandman was just on a different stratosphere, and even Sandman wasn't terrible. Yeah. Um, I think I agree with you. I think the um, I think the brevity of this album helps it. It hurt. There's one way, one or two ways where it hurts it, but it really helps. Like you said, uh, it's only seven. It's only 21 minutes of coke raps. Like you don't get overwhelmed with it. Um, and because the songs are so short and they sort of jump from one to another pretty quickly, um, it is. It's like it's like these little jabs that just keep coming in, and it kind of works. And it's easy to keep replaying because it kind of wraps around nicely, right? You can just let it go. Um, the problem is like when you only have seven songs, there's, there's, there's such a small like margin for error. Mm -hmm. And I, I just don't actually think that like, it's not like these are like seven incredible songs. Mm -hmm. What would Meek do is not good. And the rest Mm -hmm. of them range from good to really good, if not great. So that's not bad. But like, I don't know, like you heard the story, like, right, that he had an album done and Kanye's like, nah, I can do better. And yeah. so, and then they redid it. And so <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, I almost kind of wonder, like, I don't know, some of these, like, and this will be really interesting to see. I can't wait to see if this is like foreshadowing what we're going to get from the next couple Kanye, these, these Kanye projects or what. But like, there are songs here where I'm like, like, so if you know, you know, I'm like, you know what? That sample's kind of grating at times, but like, that's like vintage Kanye. Like, I get it. Like, I hear it. That's awesome. And then there's some songs where I'm like, you know, this might, this could, this might have benefited from more time in the Kanye West hit factory, right? Like some of these records, I wonder, are we hearing them at like an, almost an early stage, like on a previous timeline, a previous way of Kanye working, like a record, like, um, hard piano might've been a little different or a record like. Or even Comeback Baby, right? Which you like the minimalism on the, on the, you know, during the verses. But like, I almost wonder, like, at some point, like, does that get blown out and more, you know, do they, do they do more there? Maybe they do, you know what, like, let's remake what we'd meet to. Like, I don't know. I feel like some of these could have used a little more time to bake. No pun intended. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So can we talk real quick? The response to this has been a little crazy, right? Yeah, lots of lot prior to Friday night, <laughs> lots of classic talk. Yeah, to a point where like when I my first like two listens to this album, I was sitting here going, "Man, is this gonna be like another four forty four thing for me?" Mm. Where like I'm so off from the rest of people, and I'm not. I now feel like I'm not that off, but like I think people need to calm down a little bit. Ah, but that that's social media. Like that's just. Even the critics, like even critics too. Nah, eh, them too. The, I think critics are, I mean, the, I don't know. The crit, the critic is dying. Mm. So they kind of have to say that stuff to keep up because now everybody's a critic. Like being a critic was its own thing. Now everybody's a critic. What's amazing is how people are really totally fine. Not saying a word about what would Meek do. Like yeah, people, <laughs> no one's saying anything about it. I think people are still mad at Kanye, and I think the whole Romfest situation isn't making it better. Well, we're going to get there. Um, so you think this might, you, you think this album is really premature? Like, you feeling like this is going to be an album you're going to revisit throughout the year? Or do you uh, not- certain songs. I think yeah. games we play and Comeback Baby are going to get a lot of consistent rotation. 
Um, the rest of the album, um, not that it's whack, but I just, I probably won't listen to it like that. Hmm. But those I wonder two, if, those I wonder two if because sure everything are. is so short, I wonder if you'll end up like, you come back for games we play, but next thing you know, you're singing about, you know, being in Santo Domingo, right? Nope. I'm just never going to sing that song. Like, <laughs> that's just, that's, <laughs> that's not going to happen. <sighs> that record, that, that, that hook just doesn't do it for me. But yeah, it, it's, it's, yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's like a solid, it's like a solid six and a half or a seven out of ten. Like, it's good. It's good. It's what, good. What really surprised me is, like, there wasn't a record, like, the records, the songs that I like almost kind of took a minute. Like, even My Name is My Name. Mm-hmm. There were songs on there. Like, there are songs in there that I, you know, I don't need that. I don't need the Kelly Rowland record, really. I don't need yep. the Jeezy record. But, like, there are songs in there where the first time I heard them, I was like, whoa. Yeah, so that was my other point that I wanted to talk about with this album. So I remember last year watching Pusha perform Made in America. Mm. I watched his live set. And I'm about to pull up My Name Is My Name. And hearing those records, like, perform for a crowd of 5,000 people, um, or just big big for a Pusha T crowd, I'll say that. Like, five, yeah. five 8,000 people. I'm downplaying that, but that's still a substantial amount of people gathered in one place to listen to you rap. They sounded very mono. And what I mean by that is they sounded very small. They didn't sound like big records. Big records for Pusha. I don't Mm. expect Pusha to have... uh, 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 Like, he couldn't have done what Jay and Kanye did to Niggas in Paris. He's just Mm. not that rapper. And that's okay. Um... You know, the days of needing a rapper to do everything, I think those days are over. You've got rappers who can, but, you know, if you're looking at like a basketball team, and we talked about P.J. Tucker earlier, I only need P.J. Tucker to rebound and play defense. I don't need him to develop a a three, a three-pointer. And he is a vital asset to the team. So um, I'm curious to know, how these records are going to sound because to me, I can hear him going out of his way to make bigger sounding records. I think the mixing and the minimalism like mixed with some of the ways that he approached this record flow wise. I'm wondering how they factor into these sounding um, when he performs for larger crowds of people. I'm looking at this opening run to My Name Is My Name. King Push, which is dope. Mm-hmm. Numbers on the Boards, which is incredible. Classic. Sweet Serenade, which is not as bad as people think it is. Trash. Hold On, which I like. It was cool. Suicide, which is dope. I don't remember Suicide. It's got the really weird Pharrell beat with Ab Live on it. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yep. But... Then there's like a run that, you know, 40 Acres is. 40 cool. Acres is okay. But then it's like, no regrets. Let me love you. Like, nope, skip past that. Nope. Like, who who I am. Who I am. I, who, who I am. I don't think it aged well, but at the time, that right. record was super hard. Uh, nostalgia, which is dope. Yep. The Future record I like. Woo! Pain and, is low key one of Pusha and Future's best records. And Snitch, which I also like. I'm cool on Snitch. 
Yeah. I'm cool on snitch. But like numbers on the board, nostalgia and pain. I'm good. But also like the, I mean it hasn't aged as well, but like the first time I heard King Push, I was like, "Oh." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And numbers on the boards to this day is still a "Oh." Yep. Not a t- I mean maybe this is a crazy standard to hold to, but like there's not a ton of like, "Oh." Wow. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, high game, games we play is like that. I think for I think hearing the sample, it's weird. the The way the beat drops on Comeback Baby is really interesting. Yeah, it just comes it just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. But I like it. Mm, it's too. Um, you got you got. <laughs> I'm over uh, here layering like five samples on top of one. I say you are, like, you are and Kanye dying. is sitting here just like kick. Bass, bass, kick. Like it's like I'm like ah. You are dying to lay some some samples over that. You're dying no, to chop not, up over I'm that not. beat. I'm not. Actually, I wanted a more interesting baseline, but anyway. Um. Okay. Yeah. I um. Get you ready to talk about your man Aubrey? Let's do it. Um. So, f- the album comes out Friday. Yes. Friday, as I'm getting ready to, you know, so when it's nice outside, uh. Marissa and I like to go, you know, we like to do like an after dinner walk. It's like a tradition, like sure. a thing we do, you know. Sure. Get a text from you. Yep. Drake has a Drake has a new song. Yep. It's called it's <laughs> Duppy Freestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh produced by Boy Wanda and somebody named Jahan Sweet. Mm-hmm. And uh your man Aubrey Graham decided uh he uh he didn't want to let infrared go unanswered. Yeah. He had most of this waiting, right? 100% somebody sent him this record. 100%. Maybe, maybe he heard it in Wyoming. <laughs> maybe he heard it what? Heard it in Wyoming. Um, maybe he heard it in Wyoming. Yeah. Um, yeah, he knew, this, he knew this was coming. Oh, sure. Right. And if there was like small details here and there, he's like, all right, let's go and clean this up. And one more, yep. you know, let's do it. Um, the beat is good. Beat is dope. Those uh, those uh, sexy Vince McMahon WWF nineteen eighties pay per view uh, horns are hilarious, but they're dope. <laughs> um, this song once again proves that Drake is to not be underestimated when it comes to beefs. Hold on, hold on. Before you get into the content, yeah, the snare on that, uh-huh. the snare is silly. The, the snare is hard. The snare they use is super super hard. Look at you getting all. Hey man. Hey. You you learn you learn a thing or two. You hang around a bunch of people who do the little boom bap thing. Yeah, you learn a thing or two. Okay. Um, Drake is not to be underestimated. What really surprised me the most here, he kind of went in on Kanye. He re- like he starts the record. Well, but he starts the record by sort of being like he's going in. He's not really going. He's like he's talking about things that like Kanye's openly obviously admitted to, which is the fact that Drake helped out on like Five Stretch My Hands and Thirty Hours and has you know helped out on other records. Um, and uh, <laughs> but you know that's more of like a so wait I had help on some songs, but like this is your guy like you know that contradiction. But man. The line of the, the part about Virgil is is killer for so many reasons, right? First of all, he must have been mad at Kanye to put that in there, because like you know that you know that's gonna cut Kanye deep. He's he's definitely been simmering over 
uh, his issues with Kanye for a good while. Me- meanwhile, he's, he says the line about Virgil and, and party next door is sitting here. <laughs> you know, somebody made a good, <laughs> somebody made an interesting point about Kanye and, uh, Majid Jordan, um, that they haven't put out. You mean party and Majid? Yeah. Party. What I said, I said, you said, party Kanye, next door you said Kanye and Majid. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. So party and Majid, um, that they hadn't really put out anything in a while to warrant that, that comment. But I feel like they've put out enough to warrant that comment. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm not a real big fan of, like, Party Next Door records when he sings them. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. It's a little different to me. Because, like, I mean, like, I think the, what was the record off of uh, Views? Um, 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 with you. Right? That's ridiculous. Should have been, Party needed that. Should have been party for, needed that. He needed that. Drake did not need it at all. Um, should have been for party, but yeah. like for the most part, when I hear party songs, I'm always like, ugh. Like I, I, I can't. When's the last time I heard a party next door song? And my first thought was, yeah, I can't wait to listen to that again. Never. I I don't enjoy hearing him sing, but like. Apparently, him and Drake have much better chemistry, and I much prefer to hear Drake sing it. So, like, I don't know what I'm supposed to tell a party. Right? Whereas, like, for rapping, not in all cases, but, like, especially historically, right, where it's like, oh, like, the really dope rapper is ghostwriting for the producer or the up-and-comer or whatever. Like, maybe I would have rather heard Big Rap those little Kim lyrics. Or maybe, you know what I mean? Like, that sort of thing. Like... I don't know. Definitely like, wouldn't want to hear big raps on those Lil' legs. Right. Um, I don't know. Like, I feel for Party to a certain degree because he's given up some of his biggest hits. But, like, I don't know. He also, like, co-produced and co-wrote work and is, like, I'm sure made a ton of money off that. So, I don't think mm-hmm. he's, like, he's not losing sleep at night probably. I but know. I think as as an artist, you still want your art to be appreciated. Of course. Where, of, course. of course, I don't think you're going into it saying... I want to go in and be a writer. Maybe you are. I think some people are, but some people are saying, if that was the case, then you could stay behind the scenes. You know, I don't know if somebody like a Stacey Barth or a, um, uh, Fonzo Roy is one of those artists. Like they understand the business and they know that their bread and butter is writing. And because of that, like I always tell people, like when you are creating, especially as an independent artist and money is your concern, you create differently. So when you're broke and you're trying to create, I think it hinders your creativity because it's now depending on your art is, is depending on how much money you can potentially make off of this because I need to eat versus when I'm not even saying when you're rich, but when you're, when you are able to take care of yourself, take care of your family and money is not a concern of yours, your creativity is different. It's just, it's different. And when that's not the focus, it's, it's different. And it's just different. It's just different. It's just different. So I, I don't, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't, I don't know if it's one of those situations where like party maybe went into it like, all right, I want to be an artist. But then they're like, yeah, you can be an artist, but we really like your pen. You should get into writing. And he's like, all right. You're like, we don't know. You know, so I'm, I'm sure it's sting. I'm sure it stings a little bit. And he's expressed that. He's he's shown frustrations. He sent out some some 
chatty patty tweets here and there in the past about not getting the same level of attention and getting his biggest hits, uh, you know, snatched up by the, the OVO camp. So it's there. But, right, that's um, fair. That's fair. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, yeah. Um, this is a, uh, this is a much better disc record than infrared, right? Clear, far and away. As a disc record. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, it's hard. Yeah. It's a hard disc record. Yeah. It's a hard disc record. Like Drake doesn't waste any lines. Everything is direct. Um, he's disrespectful. Even, even the way he's delivering the lines. Mm. This is how meticulous Drake is. Like everybody talks about the sigh and, you know, just how catty that is. And it is and how petty it is. But he's not like, yo, I'm about to dish you on this record. You know, like it's very like. <laughs> uh, that, that's that's your new character. MC raps a lot. That's who that <laughs> Sir raps a lot. Yeah, it's it's um, he is so calm delivering these very harsh and direct lines. And that is something to be said. Even that speaks. Because he doesn't want to say that he's he doesn't want to come off like he's upset, right? Not understanding that you know Drake has long been a fan of the clips for years and has said that, yeah. Um, and so, right on, right as I hold on, time out. Right as I say, PJ Tucker doesn't need to uh, develop a three. I see he, a clip of him <laughs> making a three. Oh, I was yeah. gonna say, is he bricking threes now? Nah, he, him and him and Durant just made threes um, on back-to-back possessions. Hilarious. Now, now you got me checking the score. Armand's like, shoot, I got the game on in the background. <laughs> right. All right. Anyway, um, so dope record, and it mm-hmm. totally for me, I was not expecting that so soon. Especially considering he had an OVO Sound episode coming out on Saturday. Mm-hmm. But he really must have felt like no, 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 no. Just can't wait. No, um, he actually they actually put that disc record out as Pusha was world premiering his OV uh, his uh his radio show on Beats One. Huh. Petty, petty, very petty. And he put it out on SoundCloud. He Drake, put it out on SoundCloud. Drake yep. put his record out on SoundCloud. Did not put it out on Apple Music, which is interesting. Did not. Very interesting. Um. So there's a part at the end about, you know, how, uh, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but how, you know, Pusha, Pusha owes him money because uh, he just gave him more promo and he'll sell another 20, 20,000 copies, right? So then Pusha has the tweet about the invoice. You know, that was his response. He put out a song called What Would Meek Do and Did What Meek Did. Mm-hmm. He tweeted. Mm-hmm. His Twitter so, fingers. So then, of course, Drake posts an invoice. Mm-hmm. Um... Now, at what point do we need to start talking about uh, the Rhyme Fest, Kim K, Donda House situation? Because that started happening right around this time too, right? Uh, like Saturday morning or something like that. Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon is when that when that blew up. All right. Was there anything else after the Drake posting the invoice for that back and forth that I missed? No. All right. Um, so we still haven't heard anything from, I mean, no other like response or anything from Pusher, right? Mm-mm. Okay. All right. Um, do you think we'll get a response from Pusha? Yes. I, I like that. <laughs> you sound so confident. 
Yeah, I think so. Okay. How much do you want to talk about this Don this Donda's House Rhyme Fest Kim K thing? The only thing I want to mention okay. because I think it's we don't need to recap it because yeah. I think it's it's really catty and I think clock radio speakers we don't really address a lot of caddy but what i'm not seeing are all of the people who work for down this house going in on rhyme fest i've seen at least three tw- uh, tweet threads of people who either are currently part of down this house or were at one time part of down this house talking about how um rhyme fest would treat them the things that rhyme fest would say about kanye and even the way that even the way that Romfest did it, like I don't, I as as crazy as the stuff that Kanye has said, I don't ever picture him saying "f the kids of Chicago." Not because I would, not because I'm, I'm, I wouldn't put it past him. I just don't hear him saying that. It just kind of reeked of like, oh, look at all this attention. I'm about to go and get some. I also found out that Romfest just put out an album last week, apparently. And it just, some of it just reeks of promo. Mm. It just doesn't sound, it doesn't, it doesn't feel genuine to me. The same way that you feel like 444 wasn't genuine from Jay, I feel like Romfest, this whole thing was just not genuine. And because people don't like Kanye, of course, people, and people like Romfest because Romfest is the old Kanye. They're going to immediately sign with uh, side with him. I'm not rolling. I'm not rolling. Okay. And Kanye West 100% <laughs> wrote those Kim Kardashian tweets. <laughs> that was funny. And so the last thing that has happened in the last major thing that has happened in hip hop, at least for these for the, this cast of characters, your man Arbor Graham decided. He needed to put out another single for his album. Yeah, that kind of alludes to maybe how he feels about this particular situation. It's called I'm Upset. Which is very, very chatty patty. It's the mo- It's such a Drake song title. If I were to say there's going to be a song called I'm Upset, give me odds <laughs> on which artist is going. Like, Drake's so high up there. Um, I mean, he's not going to put out a song called I'm Pissed. <laughs> I'm upset. I'm offended. I'm offended. (laughs) No, uh, Twitter would put out a song called I'm Offended. I take umbrage. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Um, man. So I'm upset, produced by uh, Oogie Main. Who? Yep. Uh, So there is this production group instead of Philly called Working on Dying. They've worked on some Uzi records and they did a viral hit for some kid named Matt Ox called Overwhelming, which I went and listened to. Definitely and, heard of Matt Ox. He's the he's the young white kid, right? Uh-huh. Okay, yep. I saw that and I was like, nope, nope, nope. I'm getting out of here. I was like, first of all, I'm pretty sure my 11-year-old nephew probably listens to this. I'm getting out of here. Nothing I want to hear. Um, yep. Boy, I'm upset. This is Drake at his worst. Right. This is a heat check. Um, the beat is nothing special. And I'm being generous. He's pretty lethargic. There's almost nothing catchy here. He's being way too serious. And 
we've got some casual misogyny thrown in just for just for good measure, just in case you thought nice for what was a little too uplifting for 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 women. Yeah, this is such a big swing and a miss. I'm I do not understand why he thought he needed to put this out. I'm so confused by this. I have no idea what this was supposed to accomplish. So I feel like these types of records, this reminds me of God's plan. No, what what I mean by that is records like God's plan sound like better versions, better written versions and better produced versions of a lot of the stuff that we hear on the radio or a lot of stuff that goes mainstream. And because it's like mumbly and disjointed and very druggy that like it ends up not being as good as it could be. So then you find things like, well, the beat is dope because it's Zaytoven or it's Mike Will or, you know, whatever. Um, And it's just like Drake's version of those records, but it's like it's just better written, but it's still generic I don't think it's trash. I think it's just generic. No. Which maybe for somebody like Drake is worse than it being trash. Mm. You know, like I'm trying to think of a like a like a truly whack Drake record. Okay, so uh Blow to me is a trash Drake record. The one with Kanye from More Life. Hate that record. Oh no, Glow is way better than Glow. This. Glow is great. Glow's trash. Glow's trash. Watch out for me. No. Glow's great. Nope. Nope. I'm good. Um, That, yeah. So I would almost like take a bad record over a generic record. Hold on. I want to look at this. Let's see. Is this, this is, I think this is one of Drake's worst singles. Let's look at Drake's singles. Worst to make me proud? Uh, That was the other one that came to mind. Um, Make Me Proud is <laughs> embarrassing. Um, it is bad. But it, I mean, yeah, it hustled my plan. Um, okay. Looking at this list of singles. I mean, Forever has not aged well, but we liked it at the time. Yeah, forever has aged really, really bad. Yes. Uh, Find Your Love, I think, actually sounds better as time goes on. <laughs> okay. I haven't heard that record in years. So, okay. Um, but I'm looking at the list of singles, right? Miss Me, Fancy, Marvin's Room. I still don't like Headlines, but Headlines is way better than this. Mm-hmm. Make Me Proud. Mm-mm. No, not very good. The Motto, Take Care, uh, HYFR, Lord Lord Knows is not really a single. Come on. No, it's not. Uh, start from the bottom, Hold On, We're Going Home, All Me, uh, The Language, Worst Behavior, Zero to 100, uh, energy off of if you're reading. Back to these back. are all really good singles. Hotline playing. Right hand people didn't love, but right hand is better than this. Yeah, I don't yeah. like right hand. Uh, I don't jump, like right hand. Uh, Jumpman, Summer '16, One Dance, Pop Style, Controller, Too Good, Fake Love, Passion Fruit, Free Smoke, Portland. <sighs> God's plan, nice for what? I'm upset. He has a lot of good singles. He does. Um, but I'm upset is not one of them. Yeah, it's just it's just generic to me. Mm. Yeah, it's not it's not very good. Um, 
But like Nice for What is uh, still doing pretty well. Like it's not mm-hmm. number one, but that's just because um, This Is America was a phenomenon and came out and sort of stopped the momentum. Mm-hmm. Also, he big old swing and the miss in the video there. But like he was looking kind of untouchable, you know, like he it was really on a hot streak, you know, and this is just kind of like a eh, OK. All right. All right. Like. This will be a stinker on the album. Okay, sure. Um, but yeah, I was just, I don't like when Drake takes himself too seriously. There's a high risk. It's it, its a high risk that it won't go well. Yeah, it's, uh, what's interesting is even if this, because I mean, nobody's talking about this record other than like diehard Drake fans. Similar to what would Meek do, I, I am seeing like diehard Kanye fans love it, but it's just because it's new Kanye content. Um, and for many people, Kanye is like their God. And it's like when God speaks, you know, I'm going to take it at whatever, at face value because it's, it's my God. Um, so I, I see people treating that record like that. And I see people treating I'm upset like this, but for the most part, people aren't speaking about this record at all, but it has not done any damage to Drake's rollout had the W freestyle not happened and he just put this out. I think people would have been like, "Eh." but you can do a heat check in this instance. And I think people just kind of give Drake a pass because he just put out something dope right before then. And if this ends up on the album, I bet you it'll grow on people when people hear it on the within the context of Scorpion. I bet money. I can see it. And I'm not saying you. I'm saying people. <laughs> people. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> All right. Anything else you want to say? Because we have talked a lot this week. We have talked a whole lot. I think we're okay. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to this incredibly long episode of Clack Ready Speakers. Um, please let us what know what you think. Wanted. Uh, hit us up at Sierra's podcast. Um, what do you think about what could be anything we talked about today? Obviously, but ASAP's project, obviously Push's project, all the stuff with Drake. Uh, by the time that actually, as as we're as we're wrapping up recording right now, it's nine forty uh, East Coast, so the game is on um, already. Game seven, so I'm sure we'll hear about NBA stuff. And yeah, I mean, I get theoretically we have a Kanye West album coming on Friday. Shoot, yeah. Okay, so. I think we'll be back next week. We'll try to. We might have to be creative with timing because of uh, Armand's got life stuff going on. But I'm guessing if a Kanye album comes out Friday, you will hear something from us sooner rather than later. Sure. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. And uh, anything else you need to plug? Or are you good, man? I'm good. I, I have absolutely nothing going on right now. But things will be going down eventually, just not right now. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. <laughs>